0: You're listening to the Texalot podcast. Visit us online at texalot.com. Oh hey Phil.
1: Hey. hey Hey Mike.
0: Hey Mike? Hello. Hey, wow. Michael. We got a third party here. Three's a company. Three's a party.
2: Shake it up a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Phil, Christmas just happened, right? Yep. Christmas happened. What'd you get for Christmas, man?
1: One of the coolest things a guy could get from his wife. I got the brand new iPad mini. No way. Phenomenal. It's so cool. I mean, everybody knows what the iPad mini is. You've had an iPad. You've had an iPhone. Well, here's something in between. And I can't believe how well it fits into my life. Um, you know, it, I take notes on it for work. Uh, it's great for just perusing Internet websites. Those and, Internet and, you know,
0: machines, the interwebs. Interwebs and just,
1: like, reading stuff. It, it's, it's perfect. It's, like, the perfect mid-tier de- device for oh. what mm. us... Do.
0: Interesting. So so why an iPad mini versus the bigger iPad?
1: Well, I've had an iPad 1, and it the iPad 1 is just, I, I guess I say this now, but I, I would have said it back then, it's sort of bulky. It's pretty big. It, it's much better to pick up an iPad mini, open the text messaging app, split the keyboard, and just start texting. It, it's just perfect. And mm-hmm. I just typed nakedness, so you guys will see that. Yeah. Yep. Was, I
0: just got it.
1: That um, was an autocorrect. <laughs> why was that the word you chose, Phil? I it was an autocorrect. I just typed in a bunch of letters and hit send and <laughs> darn you autocorrect. So
0: so Mike, what did you get for Christmas? I hear you got a you got a cool gift too. Well, I
2: I don't have any any wife to buy me anything awesome, so per Phil's suggestion, I bought myself a Nest earlier in the month. Nest thermostat.
0: Yes, Phil which, has ranted and raved about the Nest. What What are your thoughts so far? Oh, it's making me
2: lazy. I just want my iPhone to do everything in my life now for me. You mm. And it's I don't know. I just like lying in bed in a cold morning and turning the heater on before my shower. It's really <laughs>
1: handy. <laughs> yes, I bet that would be nice. Yeah. Phil, <laughs> what were you gonna say? How long have you had it for now, Mike?
2: Um, I probably had it for two weeks now.
1: So have you have you looked at the energy? Report? I mean, you haven't got the monthly one yet. You'll get it. You'll get it here pretty quick at the end of December. But um, just looking back at the times it turns on and off, ha, wh- what's your average heating been like?
2: Like how many hours? Well, I, I, like. I don't know what to compare it to because I've never had any tally of how much energy I've used. But it's kind of cool because it says, like, on the days where it's particularly cold, I use my heater more because it was colder outside. So my house cooled down faster. And it's just kind of neat to have this report because, like, my old thermostat, I just leave it on and, 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 like, leave for the day and forget about it. So I'm using – I'm wasting all that energy. Whereas with this app, I, I check my phone, I make sure it's off, and it's uh, – I'm definitely using it a lot less, or the using a lot less energy with the nest. So, that's, gotcha.
0: so what did you? Uh, what did you get? A good deal on it? What'd you pay for it?
2: Um, I got Generation One uh, for 198 at Lowe's.
0: Lowe's worth it? Lowe's Lowe's is where it's at. Was it worth it?
2: Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally
0: awesome. Hey, so it most people. Well, I guess not most people, but some people got a new device this Christmas, like Phil, a new iDevice. Um, so maybe give me your top five. We'll each go around and give our top five apps um, that we think are must-have apps for our iDevice. Um, why don't you go, Phil, first? Phil.
1: Um, well, usually I use a program called Reader for uh, reading news articles, but uh, I didn't want to get the Reader app for i iPad yet because I don't like to pay for stuff, and I'd have to pay for it because it's not a universal app. I've got a fist-shake reader for that, but that being said, I started looking around at uh, other free stuff, and I found one called uh, Feedly, F-E-E-D-L-Y, and it's pretty dang good. It's very clean. It integrates with Google uh, Google Reader, so it got it has all my subscriptions on there and all my starred articles and it it's it's very nice it's very clean
0: now just so uh for those people who don't know what a um a reader is or what it's for what does it do
1: it 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 takes all your subscribed uh website articles um you may have heard of RSS if you go to just about any tech website or even some of the just regular news websites they'll have an uh, RSS link RSS link and you can subscribe in different programs well, Google Reader is one of those programs, and it keeps everything in sync and online. And uh, you can use your Google Reader subscription on different applications like Reader and Feedly, and it, it synchronizes across different apps and on the web page.
0: So it's a good way to keep up with news.
1: It's an excellent way to keep up with news.
0: Mike, do you use any RSS feed readers? Um, I use
2: Flipboard. Does that count? Yeah, I Fortunately,
0: <laughs>
2: I know you don't like that app, Phil, so, but I love it.
0: Yeah, I'm with Phil. I've used Flipboard, and it's it's not for me. For news, I have a an app that I like uh, called News 360. I, I do use an RSS feed reader. I actually pay for the, the full-size version of Reader for the iPad. But um, News 360 is a pretty neat app. You can pick topics that you're interested in, in like uh, photography, design, technology, and then it will aggregate um, articles from... Um, you know thirty or forty different websites, and if it sees the same type of article come up several times, it will show you those articles first. so the more popular a topic is, um, hmm. it will push that content to the top it's it's kind of flipboard esque um, just less flipboard esque i guess
1: now is uh the question about flipboard does it have a uh, Google reader subscription entry? that's a good question let me
0: I'm not sure about that to be honest I think it does but I don't think it syncs with Google reader your your read articles so um, like reader for example once you read an article it takes it out of your um, stuff to read and with flipboard I believe it just pulls all that content down but it doesn't actually mark it as read once
1: you've read it so I just looked up uh, on Flipboard and yeah, it's got Google Reader integration. I'm still looking through it though to see, you know, how much syncing it does, but it's look promising, we'll see. Okay. I'm more of a fan of sans serif fonts instead of serif fonts, but we'll we'll see. We'll see what they got
0: you're a uh, a font prima donna, is that what we're seeing? I'm
1: not, but I'm I'm so used to sans serif fonts now that any time I see a serif font It it drives me insane.
2: You don't like the little
0: extra flourish on the letters?
1: It it just makes it look old and not streamlined.
0: I bet you're a fan of monospaced fonts
1: as well. I am actually a fan of monospaced fonts. (laughs) So, yeah, okay. So it does integrate with Google Reader, but the problem with it is that I see so far, and this is, I guess, just a small review, Whenever you go back to the beginning of the feed, it starts you with the newest article, which I don't normally have a problem with. But I'd much rather it say, okay, you've already read these, and do you want to see something new, or yeah. do you want to read old stuff that you've already read?
0: I'm with you. That's what I like about Reader is that I, I use it almost like a like an email app because all of my news, I treat like a new message. I read it, and once I read it, I want it to go away. And if I like it, obviously I can save it for later, but, um, if I've read it, I don't want to see it again. And with, with uh, flipboard, you see it over and over again, unless new news has popped in.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that's one of its biggest failings. Yeah.
0: What other apps, um, Phil, did you have that you wanted to just jump through?
1: Well, I've been, um, I've been using a note taking app and I actually went out and bought a stylus amazingly. The thing that. Steve Jobs said, "We'll never need." And I've been using an app called uh, TouchWriter HD. Cool thing about this app is it sort of it, it gives you that lined paper look, but it allows you to write it at the, at the bottom in this little rectangle, and it puts whatever you write onto the line. So it's like you're actually writing notes right onto the paper. It's it's phenomenal. Check it out. It's like two ninety nine.
0: Hmm. Note-taking, I, I think, Mike, we're probably going to agree on this. What do you use for note-taking?
1: Um, Evernote. Oh, don't get me started.
0: <laughs> I'm with you. I don't like Evernote, but I use it. It's a, it's a necessary evil. What do you like yeah. about Evernote?
2: Um. Well, I think what I like about it is the fact that you. it, of course, syncs across all your devices, including your computer. But I also like that you can, um, like if I'm in an email in my mail app, I can send that mail message to my Evernote account by by sending it to an Evernote email address, and then I've got that email in my storage on my Evernote.
1: Not, so to, the, not to sound like devil's advocate, but I'm going to play it here for a second. Why would you ever do that? Why would you ever forward an email off to Evernote?
2: Well, it, sometimes, be, like, I use it just today. Someone sent me, like, an agenda for a meeting I was in via email, and I wanted to you know put it in my work folder on my evernote so i'd have it to refer to later easily and so i just hit forward and typed into evernote and it was there
1: but why not just flag the email or put it into a folder that's marked meetings or something like that well
2: but but you're you're essentially doing a more difficult way of the same with the easy way that evernote does it it's just all there in one folder no flagging it's just all there in one spot so i might all my notes might not be from emails it might be from notes i actually took in the meeting or if I got a handout in the in the in the meeting, I would take a picture of the of the document, and it would be in Evernote as well. So it's just an easier way for me to aggregate everything. So Evernote's so
0: your catch all for notes. Period. Right. Exactly.
1: And you're doing you're doing type uh, type type notes like correct. You open up a note app or Evernote. I guess I, I assume that has a note area, and you just start a new note and start typing.
0: Yep. Yeah, and the great thing about Evernote is it. There is an Evernote application on pretty much everything, every device out there, every piece of hardware. Android, Mac, PC, doesn't matter. There's an Evernote app and it all syncs up perfectly.
1: This just in my my stylus works on my trackpad. <laughs> <That's true. laughs>
0: yeah. So does String Cheese.
1: <laughs> string Cheese works on a trackpad? Yeah, Go.
0: and uh and the beef stick from like a beef and cheese also works as well, but of, uh, I love
2: you tried that Brad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's not. Nice. Just, just so you beef, know beef the, sticks the are competitive. The internet capacitive. is going to
0: be glad to hear this. <laughs> that's right. Uh so d is everyone here use Dropbox? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. okay. So how do how do you guys use Dropbox? Well, explain uh, what first explain be, what
1: Dropbox is. Before we go there, let's just say hey, who has the biggest Dropbox here? You do, you I'm you sure do. Phil. Yeah, my Dropbox is 22.9 Humongous gigabytes. Ugh, I'm I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah,
0: you have the largest Dropbox, and it's not because you're an African American.
1: me <laughs> <laughs> you have the largest of everything. Oh, I wouldn't say that. You do have an iPad Mini. I- <laughs> nice. So yeah, Dropbox. It's it's a must-have. I mean, I use it for more than just storing stuff. Uh, I use it whenever a. A, a client of mine needs to back up some stuff. I'm looking at their documents. If it's less than 2 gigs, I install Dropbox right onto their computer and put everything on there, and it's all synced. And I it just wipe the computer and start over and install Dropbox, and everything comes back. It, it's more than just a, a storage app. It, it's a backup utility as well.
0: Yeah, I have um, I, I've replaced my documents folder completely with Dropbox. So all of my documents go in my Dropbox folder. I don't store photos or music in there just because it, I don't have enough storage um, like you do. But um, for normal documents, I use Dropbox every day. And it syncs with uh, my iPhone and my iPad so I can get my documents anywhere.
1: Now, did you change the hard link on your computer to make it so that your documents are automatically stored there? Or do you just choose the Dropbox folder whenever you save something?
0: Yeah. I Basically, in, in my Finder on the sidebar, I've just taken the documents link out and put the Dropbox link in. But I didn't actually physically change it in the operating system, if that's what you're saying.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, what great. do you use it for, Mike?
0: Um, I use it mainly
2: for work. I'm a real estate agent. And so I have dealing with contracts and disclosures and tons of paperwork. And I don't deal with I don't have any paper anymore. It's all done electronically. And so um, if I have a document I need to store or, or something to add, I just send I just add it to Dropbox. So no matter where I'm at, I've got every piece of the contract together. So
1: That's it's fun. just, That's yeah. funny that you mentioned that because when I was buying my house, you were my real estate agent and I Yay. kept all those I kept all those documents right in Dropbox. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, they're all still there.
2: So handy. I mean literally I am paperless. I, Digital signatures, um all my docs are online everything it's it's I used to carry folder after folder in my in my vehicle, but nothing now yeah, so on got, a,
0: yeah on another episode, we should totally get your workflow on how you how you handle the paperless aspect of your business work stuff it will be it will be thrilling, yeah, so do you guys have any fun apps? I was going to you- say the same thing yeah what are the what are the fun apps that that would be a pick
2: well, I love mindless games but lately i've gone the opposite way and started playing jeopardy which is an absolute blast for me i'm a bit of a trivia nerd yeah, but just, that's, yeah. that's been my fun game lately is that on
0: the ipad or iphone
2: yeah it's on the ipad and it's even got the theme song and everything so it's you ever,
1: do you ever airplay it to your tv and pretend like you're actually on jeopardy
2: <laughs> well i it's not too convincing because there's no alex trebek on there Oh. No.
1: Okay, so they got Vanna there, right? Our Vanna's—that's
0: Wheel of Fortune, man. Fortune. Yeah. I also have that app. <laughs> do they have? Uh, do they have um, Sean Connery on there? <laughs>
2: <laughs> they should. Cause that is my favorite Jeopardy
0: SNL skit yeah, yeah. ever. Jeopardy. Uh, I didn't know that. I've got to
1: have. I've got to have yeah. cowbell. Yeah. Exactly. S- S- suck it, Trebek.
0: Yeah, suck <laughs> it, Trebek. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay, so Jeopardy, though, it does, is it like all the other apps that sync with Facebook, and it's a must that you have to have a Facebook account to use it?
2: I I do not have Facebook, I and so it works just fine. Um, I don't know how social it is, but like I, the other day on Christmas, my dad and my brother, we sat on the couch, and, and each had our own iPad, and each had the app, and we played a round of Jeopardy, which I resoundingly won. Seventeen thousand points to zero
0: dollars. Nice. So I was pretty thrilled. It was luck, but what is uh, winner? Huh? What is winner? What is winner? What do you get? No, no I'm just no. saying Jeopardy. 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 What is winner? Oh my thanks, Michael. <laughs> I'm so funny. Okay, so fun fun app. Phil, go.
1: Uh, bad piggies. Man, I was hooked oh, on that. Come game. on, so you just oh. stole mine. I did steal yours. I well, I know which one you're gonna go with for your second, but yeah, Bad Piggies, I, I killed that game. I'm still I'm still working it. Uh there's some extra levels out there, but basically it's the follow up to the Monster Angry Birds uh not Monster Angry Birds, but the monster hit Angry Birds, which everybody knows about at this point. They've got you know, four or five different versions of the game. But Angry Birds is the latest rendition or I'm sorry, Bad Piggies is the latest rendition where you're actually playing as the pigs, building a device to go and get those bird eggs. And it is it is awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say an app from the same developer, Angry Birds Star Wars. Love mm. it. It's uh it's the perfect mesh of Star Wars and Angry Birds, and it's amazing. I'm not a big fan of regular Angry Birds, but Angry Birds Star Wars is a blast. Have you guys played it? My son loves that game. Yeah. My son is is almost beaten the Death Star, like I guess the wow. the level section. But Yes. Okay, productivity me, productivity well, apps. Right,
1: before before we go further, I got to tell you guys about this. So I'm sure everybody's played Plants vs Zombies here before as well, right? Yes. You know what I found have- out today? Not only they come out with another Plants vs. Zombies, like Plants vs. Zombies 2 or something like that, but they are actually going to have a, you know, a casino game, Plants vs. Zombies. So you're sitting there pulling the lever, getting you know money at a casino, <laughs> and they've got all the same noises as in the real game. And the, <sighs> yeah, casual gaming is now <laughs> hit. Super mainstream in the actual casinos. It's...
0: Dude, the casino games. Don't even get me started. There are some silly casino games. Lord of the Rings and all kinds of weird stuff. And it's like, pull the lever to see what you've won from Mordor.
1: <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that. That's That's crazy. At least
0: in Missouri casinos. Ah, Missouri.
1: All right, so productivity.
0: Productivity. Um, I'll start. Mine is task paper it is um it's it's almost like a task app using regular text, so to like create a task, you just type a minus sign and then you type the task and but it's but it treats it just like it would a normal task so you can reorder tasks you can um tag them like this is something I have to do today. you can tag it um for context for the gtd getting things done people um it's amazing it syncs with the ipad and the iphone if you want to buy the apps on those platforms as well it is the most functional easy to use straightforward task app that i've ever used and i actually use it and it works and helps me get things done so task paper uh phil go
1: productivity my productivity exists only in email that's that's about all i do all day i'm answering emails forwarding emails replying to emails so how do you use Uh, email in a productive way
0: that's a good question
1: in a productive way (laughs) how about this for productive if i don't send emails i get fired That's about as productive. So, are are,
2: are you, Phil? Are you a zero inbox guy?
1: No, 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 no. I keep every single email I can get my hands on. Wow. I I I love doing the search and being able to pull up an email from six months ago with the the one attachment that I was looking for.
0: Yeah, but that's not that's not that's not against the zero inbox. Zero inbox just means you, you use your inbox like a to do list, and you want to if you have zero emails in your inbox, it means you've taken care of everything in your life and they can be in a folder. They can be archived forever, but it's, it's a uh, philosophy more than it is deleting all of your email.
1: Oh, I thought it was literally deleting your all okay. your email. No, well, I don't do zero inbox either. Um, everything is actually in my inbox. So I'm at inbox. Oh, that's
0: so painful <laughs> to hear. <laughs> like,
2: like, how do you, like a message forty five messages down, how do you know you handled that?
1: Because it's un- it's it's marked as red.
0: Oh my
2: goodness. Man, that is that is giving me a headache thinking about that. Maybe well, me I... and
0: Mike
1: can have a productivity podcast just for you to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> but I get stuff done. I, I have no issues with that. I like I said, it's it's I know it's done. Because it's marked as read. If it was unread, that just means I haven't done it yet. If it's really not done yet and I have read it, then I flagged it. So it's it's That's so complicated.
0: Mike, how do you use email?
2: Um, I am in zero inbox. I have one message in my email right now. I handle everything today. So one thing I like about Gmail on is like on my iPhone, you hit the delete key on an email, and Gmail automatically sets it up as to go into your archive folder. So you don't have to do anything special to save those those emails; they're already saved. And so frequently, I have to go back and, and and look something up that happened last week or last year, and it's there. So I just love when 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 there's something in my inbox that has to get done. I either handle it right there or add it to my to do list. Do you find
1: yourself else. searching? Do you find yourself searching a lot more now that everything's in your archive?
2: Um, I mean, every once in a while, you just go into the search bar and. And the app and search, and there it is. So yeah, but don't you too,
0: Phil? I mean, if you've got 4 billion emails in your inbox, you're using the search. Yeah. You're not scrolling Wait, through all your messages looking for what you need.
1: Yes and no, though, because if if I have to search, it's because it was a project that I completed a long time ago. I don't have to search for stuff that I worked on last week. If, if I worked on it last week, gosh, how do I put this? So i'm I'm in the middle of getting a new vendor in to actually put in place a new service, so I've got all his emails in its own folder. If it's important enough to keep track of it's probably got its own folder
0: so if it's not important enough to keep track of, why don't you just get it out of your inbox
1: maybe i I guess maybe I'm lazy
2: Do, do you have all your Viagra offers and in uh,
1: I'm going to pull a John Dvorak and say I get no spam. Wow. Um, wow that's I, pretty... I get no spam. If I get spam, it did get directed to my junk mail, which I delete or which I empty you know, once a week or whatever just to go through it. But I need to be able to see that spam just in case something went there so I don't have it auto-deleting or anything. But I don't get spam in my inbox on on work or at home. I mean, I've got Gmail filtering and for for home, and then at work, I mean, we got exchange with, with uh, Barracuda, so I get no spam.
0: Barracuda. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, Mike, what is your productivity app?
2: Well, mine's not necessarily productivity, but it's something that has uh, helped me with a goal of mine, and that goal is kind of documenting and archiving my life in a journal. And I've used to do it on paper, but now I use an app called Day One. Have you guys used that before or
1: heard of it i haven't I haven't used it. I haven't really seen it either. I've heard
2: of it also It's, it's a really cool app, and it's it's, it's syn- it hooks to your iCloud account, so it'll sync across all your devices and essentially it's a very simple journal app. You just type type what you want to say for the day, and you know it adds the date on there, but there's lots of cool features. You can add a photo. To your entry and it it pulls the GPS data off of the photo and as that entry it tells you where you were when that photo was taken or where that entry was was uh, was made and that sounds kind of silly, but when you go back and read something you wrote six months ago, oh, I remember where I was when I wrote that, or I know where that photo was taken now because it's there that metadata is in in the entry, so it's just kind of a fun, easy way and and um to journal my life so it's it's taken a chore, writing in a, on a paper book, which has been turned into a chore, into something that's actually fun.
0: No, I've sorry. actually. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Phil.
1: Well, I was going to ask a question. Like, I've never kept a journal. I think maybe on a school project in second grade. Yeah. Why journal? I don't know. It's it's
2: something about. I don't know. I don't know why I do it. I don't know if I, if it's something for me to read in 20 years or, th- or 50 years or something for my son to read. I don't really know why I do it. I just like having a record of what I was doing, who I was with, maybe a highlight of a trip I was on. And I suppose you can glean those details from, say, an iPhoto library or something, looking back on photos. But there's something about actually seeing the thoughts I wrote and seeing the things I did. and and um, Or even something as simple as, um, you know, here's a picture of my kid at the park playing. Isn't, isn't this cute? Now I have an entry for that um and it's just kind of a neat thing to go back and flip through.
0: Yeah, I mean I I'm, I'm totally with you because it feels like my mom has the same five stories of me as a kid and yeah. if if there was a journal or if she would have kept a journal then maybe there'd be more stories to go along with that but you know our, our our memories are quite limited and there's lots of stages in our lives as we grow up and it's hard to remember all of that and if there's something that you really found funny or something that your kid did a lot having a journal is a great way of keeping track of that
2: absolutely and like on christmas eve we went and saw a movie we went and saw um the jack reacher movie and so i used passbook to i purchased my tickets prior to so i just took a screenshot of my my digital ticket and added that to my journal and it just so then next christmas i can look back what i did the christmas before and be reminded so it's just a lot of cool little detail i guess some kind of a A pack rat when it comes to information but it's all digital so it's clean and and searchable and i don't know
0: but not as much as a pack rat of phil in his inbox
2: yes (laughs) phil i still have
0: that headache i got earlier thinking about your inbox
1: yeah you guys see both my inboxes they're they're huge man i can't wait to hit 20 grand
2: so i've got like twenty five thousand emails in my archives i can't
0: imagine having those in my inbox man So day one, though, um, I've used another app for the iPhone called Memo, and it was like tweeting to yourself. Um, Uh So instead of having like a a long-form journal that you write a whole bunch of stuff, you write 240-character blurbs about what's going on right now. Is day one similar to that, or is it more long-form? You can do both.
2: It, it, It handles long entries really, really well, and also very quick short ones. So it, it's really the all-purpose, uh, really recording app of your life. Essentially, I really, really like it.
1: Well, call me lazy again. I don't think I I could journal every day. It's something would. I know I could probably set a reminder for me to journal, but like I can't even work out every day. I <laughs> and I've got reminders for that too. So journaling, it's that's out.
2: You know, but it's something simple. I mean, if you, if you just added a photo a day, your your wife texts you a photo of your kid doing something cute. Just Add that to, to day one. It's super easy. Hooks right to your camera roll on your phone, and there you have it. You have an entry for the date, time, location, and a photo of your cute daughter.
0: Hmm. So fitness, uh, you were talking about, Phil. It's it's kind of rounding around the corner. We're coming to the new year, and everyone's going to say my New Year's resolutions to lose some pounds. So, do you guys have what? What are your thoughts on like the the hardware stuff, like the Fitbit and um Uh, the nike band or plus band um and in addition to that do you guys use any specific apps to count calories or to keep track of of weight loss or or being fit personally i used to use a program called lose it and you would um tell it what you are now and what weight you want to be and it would tell you how many calories you had to eat to get there in a certain amount of months um i loved it i actually lost like 20 pounds with that app I forgot
1: about that app. I but, should start using that again.
0: Yeah, it's it's fantastic. But what do you guys use anything like that and what's your opinion on the hardware stuff? Phil well, go first.
1: I I I use Nike Plus um, the uh just the app that comes well, I'm sorry. It doesn't come on your phone anymore. The there's two apps for Nike. They've got the one where it's Nike Running, Nike Plus Running and it, you know, it's got the GPS uh aspect and the um the facebook social stuff twitter uh where you know you could tell people you've been running and it tracks all that and it keeps track of how many runs and how quickly and pace and all that um that's that's probably the main app that i use for uh weight management as you could say um but uh, i've i've never used a fitbit or or anything like that just a normal everyday scale hmm
0: okay Cool. Mike, what about you? Anything? Well, last
2: year, I think you remember the uh, Jawbone Up came out. Remember that? Was it? Um, a little okay. bracelet
0: thing. Okay, yeah.
2: And so I was curious, and since I'm a gadget nerd, I picked one up. Just seeing uh, seeing what it was like, it's actually a really cool device. It didn't, I didn't like the fact that I had to wear a bracelet. It didn't really fit with my style, so I, I took it back and didn't keep it. But I love the concept of, of it... You know, reading your your body's reaction to something, or, or reading how many steps you took. And one of the coolest things about that uh, that little device was it would it would wake you up in a certain sleep cycle or a certain part of your sleep cycle, so you would actually not so you'd actually feel more rested when you woke up. You would tell it through the iPhone app I want to wake up between seven o'clock and seven thirty, and the little sensors in the in the bracelet would read your uh, I don't know what it read your your heart rate, and who knows what, how else it did it. But then in that 30-minute window, it would wake you up when you're in a certain part of your sleep cycle so you wouldn't feel fatigued when you woke up.
1: Wow. Keep that away from my wife. That would She would get so mad about that thing. Something waking her up. So how did, can, well,
0: how did it wake you up? Does it vibrate on your wrist or something? It would vibrate. Yep. It would vibrate. Huh. Now, I and had so, – um, go ahead.
1: It, so
2: it wasn't loud or beeping at you or whatever else. It just gently vibrated and it woke me up.
0: Huh. There was an app that I I I downloaded for a while called Sleep Cycle. Have you guys heard of it?
1: It sounds familiar.
0: Okay, so what it is, it's the same kind of thing um, about waking you up when you're the most awake. So you, it would track how you slept. You'd take your iPhone and you would put it underneath your pillow, and um, the accelerometer and the uh, gyroscope on it would detect how many times you roll in the night. So it would it would track how restless you were and and like. Um, when you woke up and when you were actually asleep it, it was real cool i i don't know why I quit using it um, but it would do the same thing you'd say "I want to wake up between seven and seven thirty and it would slowly um, music would slowly come on a little bit louder and a little bit louder um, as it felt like you were more restless aka more awake and I honestly felt more refreshed um, when I used it as my alarm. But I just got out of the habit. It was a really neat sleep cycle. Yeah, but w-
1: when it woke you up, did you feel more and more or less annoyed than you would normally feel <laughs> after having an alarm wake you up?
0: Way less, way less. Really? Yeah,
1: I agree. I agree with that. Way less. Now, is it is it because? You knew that the device was waking you up, and you had this thing in your head where, okay, if the device is waking me up, and it's not just because it's a certain time in the morning, then it must be the right time to wake up. I wonder if highly possible.
0: possible.
1: It could have totally been psychological.
0: Highly possible, but it doesn't matter because it works, psychological or not.
1: Sounds like you're a drug addict.
0: No, uh, I could be. (laughs) We are tech addicts, aren't we? Tech addicts. Okay, well, hey, before we wrap this up, um, I I don't really have anything in mind, so I'll give you guys a a few seconds to decide. But uh, think about if you don't do this, that's fine. We're going to do it anyway. New Year's resolutions, what would your New Year's resolution be, whether it means uh, using the Internet less or um, not buying so many apps or uh, learning something new? Um, Does anybody want to start? Do you have anything in mind already?
1: How about this? I'm going to try and podcast. (laughs) Once a week? Once a week. Instead of, you know, (laughs) skipping it during the week of Christmas when we could have easily podcasted.
0: I don't know. We couldn't have. I was. Oh, you were sick. It was. Death was over me. I was in bed for three days straight. It was bad.
1: Here's a New Year's resolution try and get a third person or Michael on here full time because I think he's really added a lot to this to the show
0: I 100% agree I love you Michael that is
2: awesome thank you I'm glad to be here yeah
0: so Tell- Michael do you have a new year's resolution
2: um, I do and my new year's resolution began in November so it's not really technically a new year's resolution but my resolution has been to read Time Magazine every single week hmm. now why Time Magazine um, I, I think I like Time Magazine because it's not really, as far as the politics go, it's not leaning one way or the other, whether you know liberal or conservative. It's got a lot of counterpoints and and, and different viewpoints, which is what I want. I, I don't want to have my same ideological opinions just reinforced. I want to learn other ideas. So my How do you I, learn? I, I tend, yeah, I'm a bit of a nerd, and I tend to like um, knowing current events, and I'm terrible at keeping up on them. So this is my goal: is to kind of that format's really concise. It's I get it once a week, you know, so I can easily track that goal. So that's my new New Year's resolution: read Time magazine.
0: I like that. And um, you know, we had the election in November, and Phil made fun of me because I was so in the dark about the candidates and why you should vote for who. And um, I wanted to to learn more about politics and get more into it, so I subscribed to Time for a month. And, oh really? Yeah, and I tried to read through it, but I I just couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, there, it felt like there was too large of a barrier of entry. You had to know a lot of the uh, vocabulary and the terms to understand stuff. Fiscal cliff, um, you know, GOP and all that stuff. I, I'm I'm that dumb about politics. Um, I, I know what the fiscal cliff is now, but neither here nor there. It. it I unsubscribed just because it was a little bit too hard to get into. But I mean, it was great writing. I just couldn't get into it.
2: Yeah. I I, I think I, there's lots of articles where I read where it goes over my head for that same reason, just because I have not followed this in the 10, 15, 20 years of its lead up. So now I'm suddenly reading an article about it. It's all Greek to me, but, but really pretty, I felt that way pretty much every article when I first started reading it. But now it's just started to like, make a bit more sense as the weeks go on so hopefully it'll make me smarter
0: yeah you know my new year's resolutions is probably going to be more a blanket of several things um i'm going to try and buy less apps i spend way too much money on apps um because i read a lot of tech news and if a blog says that this game is really cool and it's 99 cents i'm like hey what the heck it's a dollar. Um, but my wife is now staying home, so we don't have dual income and I just can't make those impulse purchases anymore. So, uh, today I, I held off. I didn't buy, uh, two games that looked really fun cause I knew I would never play them even though the what cost games the dollar... are they,
1: what games are they? Maybe I'll buy them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you we'll, won't cause you don't we'll, buy apps Oh, I'll we'll buy games. next week on
0: those apps. Yeah, exactly. Um the other one is a is a cliche. I want to lose weight. I've actually gained twenty pounds since I got my new job. Ooh. And uh yeah, it's bad. I'm I'm still not as much as I used to be. Um I lost a lot of weight. I was one ninety and I got down to one fifty, and now I'm back up to one seventy, so um probably to lose weight and then to read more um and, and watch less T V. So
1: Hey man, at least you're under the three hundred mark. Yeah, are you guys readers at all? Yes. Uh, no. no. I'm, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm pretty lazy.
2: Yeah, but reading is
0: literally laying around.
1: <laughs> yeah, is. but it, I'd much rather be looking at a screen with moving stuff on it. not.
0: <laughs> so you would rather not have to move your eyes back and forth? That is the effort that you don't like.
1: <laughs> I guess I, I literally don't want to read any more than I have. I read a lot. I read contracts every day, I read uh, quotes and vendor stuff, and like. I, I'm reading contracts. I, yeah, I read it long. I can't. You need to can't. get the
0: enjoyment back out of reading. Read yeah, a good book.
1: Yeah,
2: good fiction is is good, relaxing. And
1: awesome. I'll stick to movies and TV shows.
0: Okay, so to close it up, along with uh, with my New Year's resolution to read more, let's uh, excluding Phil, let's do a quick couple of picks on books. Um, okay, a book that I just finished that is. Um, Amazing is called *The Rook* by Daniel O'Malley. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, I've not. I think it's Daniel O'Malley, but um, O'Malley, I think I'm pretty sure, is the last name of the author. But it's um, it's a book about a girl who wakes up in the middle of a of a like a field, and she doesn't know who she is or anything. And it's raining outside, and she reaches in her coat pocket, and it's a letter, and it says, um, "You don't know who I am, but you have my body." And essentially, what happens is it's a girl who, I won't tell you anything in the plot, but uh, it's a girl who knows um, that she's going to lose her memory um, because some people have told her that. And so she writes letters to herself explaining who she is and, and what she does. Um, and she is a, a secret agent in a government organization that handles people with special abilities. Um, like Kind of like an X-Men thing, only uh, way more entertaining and less nerdy. So
1: it, it sounds just like that movie. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm so lazy. Yeah. Came movies. That's so. an amazing you know, movie. Oh, dang it! I can't think.
0: I don't. It, Memento. It's,
1: Memento. That's the name of the movie. Memento. Maybe,
0: maybe that's why I liked the book so much because I've never seen that movie. Um,
1: oh, Memento's good. You gotta see that.
0: But th- this book was fantastic. I highly recommend it, Mike. So why I'm is it called the, called the, book? Book? the Rook? Um, because the uh, the organization that she's in the uh, the t- it's a government organization with s- specific tiers. So um, a less important person is called a pawn, and she's called a rook ah. because she's higher up in the echelon, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. Do
1: huh. you have a book? The last book that I read was Harry Potter. So. Well, those are good books That's, but I didn't I didn't read it either I listened to it on audio tape does that count oh it totally counts yeah that counts totally counts alright well, well
0: you. the Harry Potter series is by far my second favorite book series first favorite book series would be the Ender's Game series uh, by Orson oh, Scott Card fantastic series yep yeah, which um, which I read in high school and he's um, the, the first movie Ender's Game is coming out next year 2013
2: oh that should be good yeah. Well, you know, with Harry Potter, I think I listened to a lot of audiobooks, and I think the narration on the Harry Potter series is the best. It, it, the The narrator's so good on that. He does the voices and the personalities, and it's really fun to listen to.
0: Now, isn't there a British version of the audiobook in, in a in like a regular honky tonk American version?
2: No, I, I don't know of an American version. I, I only know the one that's. Um, why, why am I drawing a blank on what this guy's name is?
1: Uh, it's the same guy who plays Winnie the Pooh, I think. Isn't that 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 guy?
2: Oh, what is his stinking name? I don't know, anyway. but
1: the book will not be that entertaining if if he talks like this the whole well, book. Or however, he he does, Poo he talks. does. And when he does Hermione's voice, uh, in the book, it's it's spot on. Oh yeah. Jim Dale. Jim, Jim Dale. He's oh, amazing. Okay, see then that, that's the wrong one. That's the American one. Oh. The oh. Uh, the British version. Um, uh, audio book. is Winnie the Pooh. Well, it's not Winnie the Pooh, but what's his <laughs> name? Uh, maybe it's Jim Dale.
2: I, I'd be surprised. I mean, maybe. maybe
1: Come on, Phil.
0: Different. Use the power of the interwebs to figure this out right
1: now. Well, the first thing that oh, Stephen Fry. Oh, Stephen,
0: yeah, Stephen Fry
2: does one. the British one.
1: Yes, he does the British. Oh, one.
2: I should listen to that one. Hey, I love Stephen Fry. Got to
1: start over. You've got to start over from the beginning. I am going to do that. Uh, Stephen Fry, he's great, especially when he does Hermione's voice. Because, you know, okay, how do I explain this? I saw the movies first. I saw the first few movies first before I listened to any of the books. And it's so weird watching the movie and and then listening to the book. You can't figure out. Okay, did the actors and actresses base themselves off of what Stephen Fry sounded like? Or did Stephen Fry modify the way he sounds to relate to the characters on the screen? Ah, uh, the chicken or the egg. It's so it's mind bending. It's it's really good. I'm I'm sure I'm sure Stephen Fry did the books before the movies ever came out, but it's it's really good.
0: Mind bottling.
1: Mind-bottling. 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 Boggling. Bottling. Bottling. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that should wrap it up.
0: Well, right. Mike hasn't picked a book yet, but I love uh, Harry Potter. Can I just say that? I love the books. Amazing. It's excellent. Exactly. Yeah, I think well, they should well,
1: uh, bring it back and do uh, book eight.
0: Um, I don't really know what she would do,
1: but uh, I'd read it. Harry Potter's Kids. Oh, yeah. You could do that. New Vette of Voldemort.
0: Yeah, I thought the uh, the epilogue was um, good enough.
1: Oh, I think the epilogue in the book was great, but the movie version was horrible.
0: Mm, yeah, I would agree.
1: There's people who haven't read it yet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> who, who would that person be? Yeah, the, I don't know.
1: The person who listens to this podcast. No, I know. <laughs> so what's your book, Mike? And then we'll wrap
2: up. I um, think probably the, my favorite book I've read this year is a book by Stephen King. He's my favorite author. Um, and the book is called Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, and it's essentially—it's actually a time travel book. But it's um, about this man who goes in this in this room in the back of his shop, and it takes him back to like 1958 or 1959. And 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 then when he goes back, he can stay there as long as he wants. And he goes back through the door, and only ten minutes has passed in, in modern times. So he gets this idea to go back to 1958. And, and live for five years and stop the um, JFK assassination. So wow. I don't know if you've ever read Stephen King in the past, but he's, he's, he's known for being a horror writer, but he's not really a horror writer. He just writes, he just has a little bit of a dark leaning in, in his stories. And so this is just a really interesting take on this guy going back, and I'm not going to say whether he succeeds or not, but he his, his footprint in the past affects things in modern times, just like any normal time travel story but it's written in, in an amazing way it's almost like a time it's almost like a like a travel story or like like a travel um, memoir of the 1950s but it's it's got this really dark story interwoven into it as well
1: so can you tell us at least what gets him to travel back and forth what did you already say it? something about a closet
2: yeah there was there was this man who owned a cafe in this town and he went in there and this man had like slowly looked ha- more and more haggard and it turns out he he kind of confided in this young man and told him he he'd been living back in the fifties and getting cheap groceries and then coming back into modern times and and then and using those cheap groceries to to make his restaurant profitable, and so he he's doing this in a, in a selfish way and he realized hey I need to do something to kind of kind of maybe do something more valuable with this and I, and I'm too old to do this mission so would you do it for me essentially is what it is. So it's just a really, really cool story, and I couldn't stop, couldn't stop reading it.
1: Well, that that's really interesting. I think I'm going to actually have to uh, listen to the book. It's,
2: it's, I actually listened to it as well, and I have the hard copy, but I listened to it, and the narration is fantastic. I mean, Stephen King is hands down my favorite writer, and I've read a lot of books.
0: Does Stephen he, King do I mean, the Dark Tower series? Is that who does that? The Dark
2: Tower series is my all time favorite print it is the best book
0: in the world I will have to uh, I've I've thought about reading that but I've I've never got around to it
2: well it's what made me fall in love with Stephen King I I, I had read it in high school and it was turned off it's bloody and gory and scary and depressing so I thought that's how all Stephen King's books are but that's only a a minority of his his books in that way so what's the the first book
0: in the Dark Tower series? The
2: Gunslinger
0: okay I'll have to read that
2: And, and it's, he actually just wrote, there's, there's seven books in the series and this year, excuse me, no, September of last year, he released uh, an eighth book, but it's not like an epilogue. It's actually fits in the story between books four and five. So it kind of fills in some gaps there. And anyway, it's such a huge story. It's like 4,500 pages or something. It's a huge story, but it is fantastic.
1: Maybe I'll listen to that one as well. Okay.
0: Well, Hey, let's wrap up. And, uh, If you guys want to, you can contact us at podcast at texalot.com. Is that correct, Phil?
1: Yep, that's it.
0: Or you can visit us online at www.texalot.com. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed our conversation. Michael, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. And uh, Phil and Mike, hopefully we'll see you guys next week on the Texalot podcast. See you, everybody. Bye.
1: Bye.
2: T- oh, wow wow kuniyo mabongo wow wow wow